Well, it's been quite a while since I've recorded one of these, but this is a Bad Bookers Raw review. I'm going to say review because it's, you know, it's a look back on, on Raw that happened on the 7th of December. But realistically, it's it's obviously, we haven't done a podcast in, in a little while since the coronavirus hit and all that. We uh, we kind of stopped, stopped not, not fell out of love with wrestling, but stopped watching wrestling, um, all the boys. And there there are talks that are going on that thing let's just say the wheels might be in motion let's just say that and uh this should be an indicator of where we're heading right now uh, i was going to do this as a video um it's still going to go on youtube obviously uh but i was i was going to do it as a video but i I'm, I'm not going to at the moment uh i haven't found a proper setup with a video because i kind of want to do it standing up so i can be a bit a bit, bit more expressive and whatnot just get across my emotion for it all a little bit better because you can do that better if you're standing up rather than rather than sitting down so we'll we'll do the reviews as a audio podcast if you will um for the time being um a full proper podcast on weeks happening in wrestling will be coming out at some point uh that will probably be smoothman and toast who are doing that uh but then things will fall into motion and hopefully we can Hopefully by the new year we um we know what we're doing and we we can fully send it from there. But like I said, th- this was gonna be it's gonna be a review, but it's gonna be more of a someone's coming back to watch wrestling for the first time in six months, um, and their thoughts on the storylines that are happening more than anything. So my name is Jack. Hopefully you enjoy it, and this is the Bad Bookers. Monday Night Raw review. And don't forget, before we get into the full review, leave a like, subscribe around here, there's going to be videos galore before you know it. Turn the bell notifications on so you don't miss a single video. And leave a comment down below of what you thought about Monday Night Raw and what you've been thinking of Monday Night Raw and let me know on what storylines you're looking forward to and what you're enjoying right now. Right then, let's kick things off. Monday Night Raw. Like I said, it's the first proper time. I've I've seen one or two happenings on Raw over the past, not even six months now since March, is it? Bloody hell. More than that now. And nine months, nine months now since the world's kind of turned turned into crap. And yeah, it wasn't long after that that the podcast kind of died down. And, you know, we kind of went radio silent across Twitter and whatnot. But hopefully we're back. Hopefully we're back for good. Like I said in a little intro, by the new year we'll know what we are doing for sure. But we started off Monday Night Raw. And Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt seemed to be back in a uh, back in a, in a rivalry, if you will. Obviously they were tag team partners. Randy Orton was part of the Wyatt family all them years back. And... Um, Randy Orton won the WWE Championship off Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, what was it, two, three years ago now? And oh, was it, that might have been the first WrestleMania that um, the podcast started. It might, it might have been. And it looks like they're, they're back in that rivalry once again. Hopefully, any match that they can do 
at TLC is a little bit better than what they did at WrestleMania. It was an okay match at WrestleMania, from what I can remember. It wasn't great. It was destined to be absolutely incredible, but it fell quite short of expectations. Uh, but hopefully at TLC, it can it can do that. Obviously, this time it's not for the title. Randy Orton did win back the WWE title from Drew McIntyre, but quickly lost it once again back to uh, Drew McIntyre, who is now... We'll talk about Drew later on, later on in the... Uh, in the in the little talk we're having but yeah randy orton and bray wyatt the fiend i'm really looking forward to this because obviously like i said they had a really interesting story going into the, the wrestlemania a few years back and the wrestlemania match didn't deliver as much as what i thought certainly what people thought and hopefully from what i've seen from this monday night's raw I quite I quite enjoyed it. Obviously, later on, there was a match between Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend, normal Bray Wyatt, and Randy Orton. And last week, there was a, a moment of bliss. Obviously, Alexa Bliss is now involved in a, all the Bray Wyatt's uh, Five Five Funhouse stuff. So, that's interesting in itself. That's interesting in itself. And, uh, yeah, it just it, it kind of got me invested straight away. Today's promo from Randy Orton from the start. Um, the whole interaction with Bray and the Fiend at the end of the show. Uh, not to spoil anything or anything. Uh, but yeah, it, it seems to get it seems to get me invested a little bit. And uh, this opening promo for Randy Orton, it was really good. I won't go into words for words. But he ended up calling out Bray, who came up on the Tron in the Firefly Funhouse. He did, a, he did some sort of game show. And, um, you know, typical Bray Wyatt shenanigans going on, really. Same, same like you would do 10 months ago, however long this has been going on for. And then Randy Orton offered a match to Bray, not to face The Fiend, because he's facing The Fiend at TLC. Uh, what is in a couple of weeks' time, isn't it, TLC? But he wants to face Bray Wyatt himself tonight on Monday Night Raw. And Bray accepted. He was very excited to go against his old foe, his old friend and his old foe. And that's where the segment ended. We went backstage and we saw uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who were tag team champions, women's tag team champions. And Asuka was going to have a match against Shayna Baszler, coming up as the first match of the night. So Asuka versus Shayna Baszler. This is obviously two the two most dominant NXT women's champions we've ever had. Ever had. Um, Asuka obviously had a long undefeated streak. And no one could defeat Shayna Baszler for a, for a very long time. Obviously, she did lose it to uh, Kyrie Zane at Evolution, and then won it back fairly quickly afterwards, and then had another lengthy run run with it. Uh, but there were two most. I don't think there's anywhere arguing that there were two most dominant um, NXT Women's Champions ever, ever. And this match should get people excited. Now, when I first got into this match i was like okay asuka versus Shayna. that's that's fine i can kind of i i saw in the past that Shayna and naya have teamed up and become tag team champions you know it's a bit of a drop from the heights that Shayna seemed to have when she first got called up but that's fine but what i don't understand is lana in this whole situation there seems to be always a storyline in wwe in the women's division where someone's bullying someone else and it seems like Nia Jax is now bullying Lana. That's what's been going on for the past few weeks. And uh, Lana and Asuka seem to be a tag team. Remember, Asuka's the Raw Women's Champion at the moment. 
It just seems like, because they did this with Becky last year, they seem to get to this point of the year, the last couple of months of the year, and they don't know what to do with the women's champion. So it was last year that um, there was obviously the tag team match between Becky and Charlotte, Becky, the Raw Women's Champion at the time, and Asuka and Kairi Zayn, who were the tag team champions at the time. And this seems to be exactly the same. Uh, the last couple of months of the year, they don't know what to do with the with the Raw Women's Champion, so they just sling her in a in a tag team bout with the tag team champions. It just seems very weird, and someone of Asuka's quality should be having singles runs and not be in the tag team division, especially when she's champion. The the champion shouldn't need to be in tag teams action. Just offer out another tag team that can face Shayna and. I know Lana and Nia are having this storyline, but why is Asuka the one to come save the day? Obviously, they might have explained that beforehand when Asuka might have saved Lana from a beatdown or something like that. I haven't seen it myself. Um, like I said, I haven't been watching. Uh, this is the first time I've been properly watching today. Um, but yeah, Asuka versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, over the past three weeks from what we learned from tonight uh, was Shayna and and Naya have been losing quite a lot to Asuka and to Lana. So Lana's actually got a pinfall victory over Shayna Baszler. Uh, I don't know if it, I think it was last week. And Asuka had beaten, I think, Shayna as well before. And then next week, we're going to have Lana versus Nia Jax. So maybe that's the culmination of that little storyline. And then they'll have a tag team bout at TLC where Shayna and Nia will probably run through both Asuka and Lana and devalue the women's title a little bit. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, in this match, Lana um, and Nia kept on fighting on the outside. It ended with Lana, Hurricane Rana and Nia into the announce table, which distracted Shayna in the ring, who then got rolled up by Asuka to get the free count. So three wins in a row for, I guess you can say, the team of Asuka and Lana. It's just... It just it seems a little bit weird. It seems a little like once again, creative don't seem to have an idea what to do with a Raw Women's Champion at this stage, and just put them in a singles <laughs> singles. I'm sure there's many women out there who would love a singles run, and you know just just let them let your singles champion have a singles run. N not hard. Anyway, moving on, we had um a little bit of a segment once again with the with the hurt business walking through. Uh, backstage, you know, doing that standard hurt business, bullying, I guess you can say. And we had a bit from Seamus about um, Miz and Morrison and Styles with Drew McIntyre later on in the night. We'll get on to that. And then we had uh, Dana Brooke and Ricochet, who were going up in mixed tag team action against... Uh, it's two people from the Retribution. It was... I can't remember their names. It, it's Mia Yim and Shane Form, but I can't remember their names from the... Um, the actual Slapjack and Reckoning. That was their name. So Slapjack and Re Reckoning. And because obviously all the NXT upstarts came and um, joined. And then this match I didn't think was, it just wasn't very good. Dana Brooke impressed me with a promo beforehand, mind. Dana Brooke seems very passionate in her promo. Very, she delivered it really well. And Ricochet kind of just stood there and was like oh damn <laughs> yeah she's done all the talking like yeah let's, let's do this the match wasn't that long um dana brooke picking up the win after pinning mia yim obviously should we call her mia yim i guess we should call her mia yim i know that's not a 
I know that's not her name at the moment, but we'll call her Mia Yim because that's what she is. Um, but yeah, Dana Brooke pinning Mia Yim, and uh, after the match, Mustafa Ali wasn't wasn't very happy with the two of them. Uh, from what I've seen, re re um, Retribution have been crap. I'm pretty sure they've lost every match since they've come in. Um, they, from what I've seen, from what I've seen, it wasn't a long match. It was only about two minutes long, I think. And yeah, it just wasn't that good. <laughs> it just wasn't that good. I just, I don't know what. Just let me know if you've been watching um, Raw. I don't know if they've been appearing on SmackDown. I assume not with the draft, but I. How have you felt about Retribution? Like, surely, surely no one's impressed with them at the moment, which makes it makes me upset because Mustafa Ali is class. Mustafa Ali is class, and. He, he deserves to be... This was kind of his moment of position, if you will. His moment of power, and it's just falling very quickly away from him, which uh, isn't very good. Anyway, in between the um, next match, uh, we had a uh, Miss TV segment with Miz and Morrison, and they were promoting the match for later on, which is going to be Sheamus and the WWE Champion Drew McIntyre versus Miz, who's currently the Money in the Bank holder, Morrison and AJ Styles, who Drew McIntyre is facing at TLC, in a TLC match nonetheless. But yeah, this was the match just to hype everything up. Uh, there's a bit of uncertainty between Sheamus and Drew at the moment. Uh, Sheamus, last time I saw he was a heel, he's now a face because he's good mates with Drew McIntyre and they're, they're helping each other out. Um, but maybe he's getting closer to try and get a hold of that WWE title once again. Who knows? Who knows? But um, there was a bit of scuffle after the uh, Miz TV. And just like what Brock Lesnar did a while back, um, Drew McIntyre absolutely launched uh, Miz's Money in the Bank briefcase long, long and far. He broke the uh, Tron at the end of the ramp, which is very impressive. A good good arm on him. And yeah, that was pretty much the end, end of the segment. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre standing tall. Nothing to really talk about here. Um... Yeah, it was just a standard segment where you talk crap, beat down, two faces, stand tall, cool, brilliant. Anyway, next up we have this uh, this third match in the evening with between the Hurt Business and the New Day. Obviously, the New Day Raw Tag Team Champions at the moment, and the Hurt Business they've already got the US title on Bobby Lashley, and they're trying to get tag team gold it seems onto Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Now, I wasn't too sure. When I saw, first saw this Hurt Business come into fruition um, a few months back. But from what I've seen tonight, they do seem they seem quite a, you know, powerful group. But not in a sense of, oh yeah, I'm powerful. Yeah. They just seem like four guys that seem to do what Retribution should have been kind of thing. And they seem quite good. They seem quite good in this matchup. Uh, first match was Kofi Kingston versus Shelton Benjamin. Um, Kofi Kingston beat Shelton Benjamin just, he did injure his leg in the match, but then after the match, Cedric Alexander was not happy, and uh, he offered a match to Kofi there and then, which Kofi accepted despite the injury, and this match was much faster paced. Uh, the first match only lasted about three minutes or so, this last, it was, it was a long three minutes, it wasn't quick, it was quite, it wasn't quick, it wasn't slow, but this match, it was five minutes, but it felt rapid. They got, they put a lot into it. They stuck a lot, crammed, I guess is the word you can say. They crammed a lot into the five or so minutes. 
and um, obviously Kofi has this leg injury. Cedric managed to pick up the win and he was elated afterwards, as you will. Everyone was buzzing and it seems like the Raw, that, that, that seems like the match maybe for TLC. I don't know if it's, if it's been announced yet, um, but that seems like the match that they're going to go for is the hurt business of um, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin versus the New Day of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Obviously, Cedric beats Xavier Woods last week, we saw in a promo, um, and now he's beating Kofi as well. So two wins over the Tag Team Champions. It's surely they're next in line for that title. And that should be a good match. Obviously, Cedric Alexander's fantastic. I've always been a fan of him ever since he was in 205. We know what Shelton's about. And in the New Day are the New Day. Like They've been one of the best tag teams, even if not the best tag team in WWE for ages now. So, looking forward to that whenever that gets announced. Hopefully, it's a TLC. Or they might wait it out a little bit longer. We don't know. But match five of the evening was this um, handicap match. The Miz, John Morrison, and AJ Styles versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. It was it was it was okay. It was quite like it was above average match for a handicap. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus seemed to have the upper hands. Ref got distracted. The heels got back into it with a rake of an eye, and then the end of the match seemed to cause a bit of a ruckus, if you will. Sheamus went through a hit the Miz with a bro kick and ended up hitting Drew McIntyre completely by accident. Completely by accident. And um, phenomenal forearm onto Sheamus, picking up the win for AJ Styles. As expected, there was the three against the two, the three won. But like I said, it was, a, it was a lengthy match. It was 15 or so minutes, I think, if I remember rightly. And yeah, I guess you need to have that a bit of uncertainty between the two friends, but you also need to have the money in the bank briefcase holder and the contender for the WWE champion look strong as well as the champion not looking weak without, you know, because he didn't get pinned. So I feel like they did this quite right. Um, the Miz looks like... The Miz was, I think, the weakest part of this. Like I said, you don't want to make him look weak. You want to make him look quite strong, but it's just kind of chicken shit Miz heels kind of stuff so I wouldn't say he looked that weak he looks like he did his character quite well if you get what I mean and you know he didn't lose he didn't he didn't get the pin either but that's fine he's still money in the bank now money in the bank can happen at any time so he's got that to fall back on so I guess it doesn't really matter if he looks weak or strong but after the match uh Sheamus is a bit irate because obviously he didn't mean to hit Drew McIntyre with the bro kick uh Drew McIntyre came into the they were in like the catering area and just said to him, you know what's going to happen next, right? Uh, we come back from commercial, and they're brawling all over the... Seamus and Drew are brawling all over the uh, catering area, cafeteria area. And uh, Pat Buck comes in, one of the producers for WWE. And both Drew and Seamus just looked at each other and then beat the shit out of Pat Buck, put him through the table, and then... You know, because they're Scottish and Irish, they're like, oh, let's go have a pint. Oh, yeah, good bar brawl. Yeah, <laughs> it was okay. It, it was all right. Um, someone got put for a table. Nice, nice. I guess that's always a always a good thing. I don't know what this whole thing with Seamus is going to turn into. But I guess I guess we've got to play it out. It, it didn't excite me a lot. The match between AJ and Drew excites me quite a bit. I will look, especially a TLC match. I don't think it usually needs 
a stipulation of that, but we're at TLC. We've got to have a TLC match. Drew and AJ, it should be a good match. It should be a good match. But let's get on to the next one where we had uh, match six, Bobby Lashley versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy had this weird match, it looked like, with Elias with a load of musical instruments last week. He won that. Finish was him swanton in Elias for a table, but he smacked his head on the back of a steel steps when doing it. So that went well. But this time he faced Bobby Lashley. It was a non-title match from what I believe, but it didn't matter. Bobby Lashley picking up the win. It was about a 10-15 minute match. It was quite quite an okay match. It wasn't groundbreaking or anything. It was nothing to really write home about, but it did the job. It did the job to make Bobby Lashley look continue to look strong. And Jeff Hardy looked like he was going to win. But out of nowhere, uh, Bobby Lashley, Jeff went up to the top rope. Bobby Lashley got up. And um, as Jeff jumped off the top rope, he didn't do the swan and He just jumped off it over Bobby. Uh, turned around. Bobby hit him with a spear. And then put on the, the I'm going to call it the master lock. Because it just, it just is the master lock. Um, and then Jeff tapped out. Matt Riddle was by uh, Jeff Hardy's side. It looks like they're going to be teaming up at some point. Maybe to face... Bobby Lashley and MVP uh, because Lashley and Matt Riddle had a bit of a kerfuffle last week. Lashley kind of beat the shit out of Matt Riddle, I guess you can say, after MVP kind of irated, I guess you can say, uh, Matt. But yeah, at least Matt Riddle's doing something, I guess. He hasn't, he, he never really did much when I last watched Raw. He hasn't really done much now, it seems. I know there's a lot of, you know, controversy surrounding him, but I don't know how that's going about nowadays. But it, it seems all right. It seems all right. There's nothing, like I said, nothing to write home about. It, it was just fine for a, a mid-card match, if you will. But then last but not least, the main event of the evening was that match between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. And... I was quite surprised by this match because the last time I saw Bray Wyatt in a match, the actual Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend, was um, against The Miz at one of the pay-per-views quite a while back. And The Miz dominated him. The Miz completely squashed Bray Wyatt from what I can remember. But in this match, Bray kind of got a lot of the upper hand over Randy. And it was quite an even match, which I was quite surprised at. It was a 10-minute match. It was, you know, it was okay. It was an okay match. Both got the upper hand on occasions, but I was just quite surprised how the last time I saw Bray wrestle as Bray Wyatt was against The Miz, where The Miz demolished him. So it was it was a little bit weird to see. But the ending of the match was uh, Randy Orton threw Bray Wyatt back into the ring after a confuffle on the outside. Um, he got back in the ring. He went for the Bray Wyatt went for the sister Abigail, but he, he managed to poke him in the eye. He then the lights started to then go out at this point. Brandy hit a RKO on Sabre, went for the pinfall, but then the lights completely went out as soon as he went for the pinfall. And as the lights come back out, Randy's still pinning a man, but it's no longer Bray Wyatt, it is The Fiend. It's all red. Bray Wyatt managed to get the mandible claw on him. We're going to go into TLC, where these two are going to be facing each other. In uncertainty, who's going to get the upper hand? Is it going to be The Fiend? Is it going to be Orton? I guess Orton... Orton kind of needs to look strong after losing the WWE title quite quickly back to Drew McIntyre. But once again, it's it's Bray Wyatt with this interesting character with Alexa Bliss by his side now and everything. It was Like I said, it was an okay match. 
once again, nothing really to write home about, but I guess they didn't want to give too much away before that match at TLC, so that's perfectly fine by me. And we ended Monday Night Raw with, once again, Randy Orton in the Mandible Crawl passed out with the Fiends looking directly down the camera. I thought, overall, it was an okay Raw. It was a fine Raw. Um, if I had to give it a score out of 10, six seven maybe like above average above average i would say uh if five was average obviously there's some things that i'm looking at and i'm like that does not interest me whatsoever like the lana stuff there's obviously a purpose there but it just i just can't connect with it at the moment having asker in a tag team title situation when she's the champion doesn't interest me whatsoever um the the bobby lashley if Jeff Hardy's his next rival, that's fine. I can I can kind of get on board with that. It won't get me excited, but I can kind of get on board with that. Especially if Matt Riddle's kind of there as well. That might add a little bit of interest into it. The whole situation with Drew and Sheamus could be interesting. Really looking forward to the match between AJ and Drew at TLC. Obviously, you got that Miz with the briefcase, which the Miz, we all know how good the Miz is. Uh, Cedric Alexander really impressed me. Dana Brooke impressed me, like I said earlier. Dana Brooke impressed me. Cedric Alexander, I think, probably the standout person, the person that I came out of this Raw thinking, wow, yeah, I, I can get on board with Cedric now, um, like I did back in his 205 Live days when he was Cruiserweight Champion and even before then. Um, so, yeah, Raw was okay. It wasn't terrible, in my opinion. I don't know if that's because I've come back with more of an open mind, whereas when I was watching it week in, week out, it was like, oh god, Donald's Raw again, oh, let's do this, oh good, it's shit. But like I said, open-minded, maybe that's up to a little bit, maybe if I've watched Raw throughout the weeks, I might have thought this one was a bit dead, but who knows. That was Monday Night Raw, I have been Jack, once again, if you would like and subscribe, leave a comment on how you thought Raw went, much appreciated, and I might see you again. For Friday Night Smackdown. Who knows? I should see you again for Friday Night Smackdown. Hopefully there'll be a podcast coming soon. Uh, like a proper podcast. Not one of these. And uh, we can get back up and running. But if you did enjoy that. Like, subscribe. And I shall see you for the next one. Thank you very much for watching.